and I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. One thing that I want to make very clear at the outset of today's podcast is that at least according to the information that we have right now, we meaning the Queen's we, <laughs> i.e. science, research, etc., is that COVID-19 cannot be passed on to your companion animals. Some of you may have already heard that, which is great. That means that you're keeping up. The reason why I'm making this, I guess, probably public service announcement is that I've seen postings on social media that there are people who are concerned about their animals getting COVID-19. And I'm guessing maybe thinking then that the animals can kind of pass COVID-19 back to them. I'm not really sure what the thought process is, but the bottom line is that that people are dropping animals off at shelters and vets' offices and saying, would you please euthanize my animal? I'm fearful they'll either get COVID-19, I'll get COVID-19 from them. I'm not, again, I don't really know what the process is, the thought process is, but just in case you might have seen this kind of come across your radar or maybe are even having thoughts like that yourself, it truly is just not a factual thing. It is true that COVID-19 came into the, I guess we'll call it biosphere, collectively known as human on this planet through other animals. And I've talked about this in past podcasts where the so-called wet markets, illegally trafficked wildlife, etc., whose own, again, for lack of a better word, biosphere or body can actually safely and comfortably house a virus And by the way, all y'all, including myself, are veritable walking Petri dishes because our own GI biome, the inside your GI tract, also has its own really unique mixture of what we would consider, I suppose, both bad and good germs that if that were to be breached, there would be um, heck to pay for that. I think it's one of the reasons you may have heard that, for instance, I think for any being, that abdominal surgery is one of the more high-risk surgeries you can have simply because of the chance of risk of infection. If something inadvertently gets breached in that area, it's not of very rosy picture because again the the unique combination of actually what works well for your body inside a certain container does not work well for the body outside of that certain container and so that's how COVID-19 
came into play. It is not necessarily known at this point in time, 100% sure, whether COVID-19 can be passed along to your companion animals and vice versa with 100% um, accuracy. But at least here at the beginning, I would invite you, if you had concerns about that, maybe to talk with your own vet, maybe to, and and we'll get into emotions and feelings here in just a little bit. But the more you all and me all, all of us, can remain grounded in this situation, I think the better. Because certainly our emotions, which is how the body interprets the space and time and reality that you are in and gives you usually a short sharp burst of information and we will then also have thoughts i.e. feelings about those emotions and sometimes those two can kind of get balled up and certainly I think it's fair to say at this point in time on the planet pretty much everywhere for our species it can be a tough go some days, maybe even moment to moment, maybe even hour to hour, minute to minute, day to day, where it's a challenge to remain grounded and rooted into Earth herself and understand that there is a path for everything on this planet. There is a path for you on this planet, not only in this experience and for your companion animals on this planet in this experience, but also there's a path for every other being, species, molecule, cell, atom on this planet. That's also to a certain extent and probably to a greater extent being guided by the soul path. I don't believe in coincidence and I don't think that nothing happens without a purpose. And of course the challenge at this point in time is understanding what that purpose is, right? I think for all of us. As we talked about last week, the good place to start is individually for you. How is this particular situation impacting you? And then wait for information to come to you. It could come to you in a variety of different ways, which is why I talked about intuition so early on in these podcasts. Intuition will be your very best friend right now <laughs> because intuition is your body's response to the field of energies surrounding you. It's it's double the information, literally. It's, it's an invaluable tool and can supplement and complement the information that you're receiving through the five senses around you. And as we talk about our companion animals, for those of you who might be spending probably more than your typical amount of time at home, it's not something that be, can be transferred from humans to companion animals. At the same time, I think even with my own animal companions, after I brush them, after I play with them, any of those sorts of things, I have always washed my hands. And maybe being a canine massage therapist, certainly between clients, I would always wash my hands, put a new sheet um, or covering on whatever place that I 
whatever surface that I happen to be working with them on. But even if I've been in my own house for hours and hours and hours, before I make dinner, I'm going to wash my hands. Before I prepare a meal, I'm going to wash my hands. So I would invite you to just consider that your world where, and probably more accurately, your perception of your world, where it once included perhaps an actual physical workspace, other people, etc., has now kind of become, again, perception being reality, a little bit smaller. You now have other beings in there, probably on a more consistent basis. Does this mean that I would invite you not to continue to sleep with your favorite animal companion? Absolutely not. I would not invite you to do that. I think there's so much to be gained. There's so much comfort. There's so much companionship that flows both ways for all of us now in this particular situation here on planet Earth. And so at the same time, for instance, if you are going to be going out and taking advantage of at least what it looks like here in Colorado for the hopefully next couple of days is going to be pretty nice weather, I would still invite you to maintain that six feet of distance and invite you to make sure your animal companion also maintains that six feet of distance. It's not because you're fearful of them getting it, but again, because of the preliminary information we have about this particular virus is that it can live on surfaces. I don't know whether they have tested yet how long it can live on, say for instance, cat fur, dog fur, etc. But I would think then outside for a walk with your favorite animal companions, plural perhaps even, you come back home again, you walk across the threshold of your door, you wash your hands, you can then touch your animal companions, you might even go to washing your hands again. I would invite you to again call your vet, check your vet, maybe your vet has already put out information about animal companions and COVID-19. I would like to think that they might have done that already, but when in doubt, always, always, always ask. I think that's a wonderful thing. It might also be that if you happen to be spending more time at home, that just like your routine has changed in some cases dramatically, well, so too has the routine of your animal companion changed dramatically. And some of you might be thinking, oh, well, they think this is absolutely wonderful and I'm here all of the time and they just come to me with more, more pets and they're just stuck to me like glue. And that may very well be true. I think perhaps not unlike the curve of COVID-19, that might kind of reach a peak because of course, you are also co-creating an energy environment with your animal companions. And so just like before, if you had a bad day at work and you came home, you brought that energy with you if you weren't really mindful of not bringing that energy with you. Because you know what? That this That's just how this works on this planet. That's just how sometimes we can be as humans. Even more so now with as we talked about earlier, the kind of collective energy, frequency, and vibrations of 
of fear, of anger, of guilt, of more anxiety, more fear, etc., etc., I would invite you to perhaps find an outlet for that as opposed to your favorite animal companion. I would not want for their behavior and perhaps any insecure behavior they might have that kind of exhibits itself like, you know, occasionally every once in a while. I would not want for that to kind of start to reach a peak itself because, again, your companion animals are still going to look to you to be calm and confident and as comfortable as possible. It may also be that your animal companions will get to a point where, you know, kind of like after family coming to visit from out of state and, you know, where seven days might seem really, really great in the beginning <laughs> that like after, I don't know, three, three and a half, maybe even two or two and a half days, you might be start looking at your watch and going, hmm. What time does your plane leave on Thursday? What time What time do we need to take you to the bus station? So if you happen to see your animal companion starting to distance themselves from you, I would invite you to let them do that. The only thing that they're doing is, is taking time for themselves. And they're basically, again, in this swirling energy environment that's kind of, I think, in a good way helping humans to understand and be able to manage not control but manage the energy environment and more accurately manage our responses to the energy environment that we happen to find ourselves in they're simply kind of subtracting themselves from the picture and basically saying to you yeah okay um i love you to death you're my most favorite human on the entire planet and I'm still going to need a little bit of time away from you. So I'm going to go over here. I'm going to curl up with my favorite bone. I'm going to seek out probably, maybe likely, the highest platform in a sunny window as possible. And I'm just going to be by myself for a while. And oh, by the way, don't take it personally because it's not you. <laughs> The, the really gift behind this kind of quarantining and isolating is that you're being invited to be even more aware of your own energy frequency and vibration than perhaps you were before. Because all the buffers that had been there before have now been removed. I know perhaps maybe it doesn't feel like such a gift at this point in time, but I do perceive that this is one of the multifaceted purposes behind this particular virus only affecting at this point in time the human species. At least from my frame of reference, there really can't be any other interpretation about that. And I talked ever so briefly, just a little bit ago, about the difference between emotions and feelings. I happen to be one of those people that if I tell you I love you, you need to know that I mean that from the very bottom of my feet all the way up to the top of my head and through the bottom of my soul. Because 
to a certain extent, and I think maybe you're like me, if someone tells you they love you and you're not really sure of where that resides in them, you it will it might cause you to feel slightly uncomfortable because while that individual may very well have good intentions, at least for me, there's a lack of authenticity about it, and I don't feel it. And for me, the the barometer that I look to is how does my body feel when I receive that information? I would invite you to start to sharpen that up just a little bit more. Because again, with with all the noise, the background noise of everything that's going on, again, with COVID-19 right now, all sorts of filters are being removed. We can't hide as easily as we used to hide before, especially humans. And at least at this point in time, only humans. And that doesn't mean that love isn't a really wonderful place to get to. And love isn't a an amazing feeling, underscore feeling, versus emotion, for us to be able to express first and foremost to ourselves, and then to everybody else on the planet, including our animal family members. The key is though, and if I'll put a link in the podcast notes to, it's called Plutchik's Wheel of Emotion, is that with love being a feeling, there are different other actual emotions, which is the body's response to a situation, as something that it's experiencing. And feelings happen to be the mental filter through which we interpret those emotions. If you look at that wheel of emotion, there are things such as compassion, trust, shared experiences, joy, that all come together to form the amazing amalgam known as love. And it's not that I would take away from anyone their desire to say I love you to anyone else. If you're listening to this podcast, I would invite you to start with compassion. Again, first and foremost for yourself. I would invite you to start with compassion for family members with whom you are now likely sequestered for likely more than the period of time that you're used to being sequestered with them. I would invite you to offer that compassion to your companion animals because perhaps at some point in time, hopefully in the near future, some of these quarantine orders by the government may very well be lifted. And then abruptly, that experience that your animal companion is now having with you, with you being around a lot of the time, is going to go away. And so with animals living mostly moment to moment to moment, that may be a bit of a hard uphill climb for them. On the other hand, they might very well just breathe a sigh of relief and say, oh my God, I thought they would never leave. (laughs) And perhaps knowing animals as I do, it's a healthy mix of the two because that's just how they are. Absolutely fabulous, of course. One last word about if you happen to have the virus yourself or if you think you've been exposed, if you're waiting for test results to come back, I would invite you to, again, 
just be ever so mindful about washing your hands with before touching your animal companion and then after touching your animal companion. If you're living with other people, perhaps they can be the people who can take your animal companion outside. First and foremost, because if you have this virus, from what I understand, your body is going to give you pretty good sized messages to stay inside, drink lots of water, get lots of rest, and to basically take care of yourself. That also can be kind of the start of self-compassion, of not feeling like you have to do everything for everyone. This is going to be a pretty good size window into which all of us can look. The only question that remains is, will we? Just like the poem by Emily Dickinson, Hope Springs Eternal, and at least all the other species on the planet are with me in hoping that our species, both individually and collectively, can get to the point where we go, ah, yes, I see. Thank you. This was a gift after all. I'm Lizanne Flynn. This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.